All right, welcome back to the league at NBA Pod. It's your Thursday review episode with Chris, and today we go through all the games that happened on Wednesday night. We break down each score, break down with the teams, what they've been looking like up until this point, their past week, and then finally we get into the big matchup of the night: Clippers versus Celtics. We spent about 15 minutes on the team's roster construction alone for each of them, so it's a lot. It's a massive pod, a lot of information. I know it's over that hour mark. I apologize, but I think moving forward on every Thursday pod, we want to break down every team that played the night before. So if you didn't hear a team talked about in the previous episodes of the week, but you know they play Wednesday night, you can expect to hear from us as we break down their past week or just, you know, what they're looking like, what the streaks are looking like, how the game was. Because, you know, we flip around each channel and check out all the games or just, you know, bouncing around the league just to give you guys full coverage. So long pod but i think you guys will enjoy it a lot of the information let's get it all right we're back again it's the league an nba pod joined by chris it's your weekly gamer episode where we go over the games from wednesday night a couple of espn ones a lot of extra ones on league fast so we got you covered go ahead and say what's up man what's up how y'all doing man what you been up to bro you got anything new happening you know what I'm saying? Just becoming becoming legendary in these streets, you know. So what I mean? basically the answer is no. So yeah, he's a boring guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Kawhi. Fun guy. Uh hey, hey, hey. Anyways, uh let's go ahead and start off with some news first. Yesterday I said I was gonna talk about Spencer Denley's contract, but I didn't research it and it's complicated. So Super yeah, you guys can check up man, you guys check up on that. I'm not a finance major. I don't feel like looking at it no more because I don't really care about him and his contract. So, yeah. Uh, but definitely check that out. It's interesting, I guess. Second bit of news is Memphis's James Wiseman, potential first pick in the draft next year. The big man. He has been suspended 12 total games, which means he'll be out an additional 10 games from now uh, due to NCAA violations. Um, there's two to be specific. One was his mother accepting eleven and a half hundred dollars from Penny Hardaway in the summer of twenty seventeen. And the other is when Wiseman played in three games this season while he was ineligible. So yeah, NC is definitely coming out hard on him. So he'll be out those games and he'll also have to pay back the eleven thousand dollars or $11,500 to a charity by the end of the season or by the last game of his college eligibility. Any thoughts on that? What happens if he doesn't pay it? That was my first thing. I was like, bro, that's them. <laughs> like, right. Like, what? Are you going to prevent me from going to the league? No. Definitely, two can't, I definitely can't do that. I was talking to Zach earlier. I was like, bro, should really just drop out and go play overseas for a little bit? Because More than likely, yeah. But he's not, though, because Penny Hardaway is like the big bro to him mentor yeah. and it's his first year coaching college basketball and the team is super super loaded they can low-key compete for a title so mm-hmm. but yeah NCAA bro I, I hate them so much it's why I don't watch college basketball until like a month before the draft I just been to watch other prospects but I have mm-hmm. nothing for the actual games I mean do you still watch NCAA? Uh, I mean occasionally it kind of switches on off uh, switches on and off year by year it really just depends on the prospect of that year or prospects of that year you know what I mean you know, actually, I think, well, I think they're going to go to that rule to where guys can come out of high school like in the next in the next two or three years. I'm pretty sure they'll switch mm-hmm. over. But I you think, think they'll make... You think that's going to uh, impact the NCAA significantly? 
Uh, I do. But at the same time, they're going to do the thing, I think, where you have to stay for two years instead of one. Also, right? if you commit, so so you think that they're going to make, they're going to allow high school uh, high school kids to go straight to the league. But if you do commit, then you're, you're at least in there for two years. Yeah, I think this is going to try to do, like balance it out. I mean, I'm, That's not I mean, going to work, though. <laughs> it's, it's, you can't just make somebody stay. That creates another issue by itself. No, but the thing is, if you do leave, you'll be ineligible to come back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So once you're already there, I mean, you get a free education. You might as well stay. And, like, the way things are going, maybe not in the next two years, but soon college athletes will be able to get paid. That's the way we're trending, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, also, this only happens in America, bro. You go to other places, bro. You can go pro whenever. Like, it's the fact that, like, we have this thing against amateurs in this country. So trash. I don't get it at all. I feel like if you're a talented athlete and you have the ability to make money off of it, you should be allowed to do that. At any point? At any point. And it should not affect your ability to go play, you know, college sports. Right. But it's whatever. It's whatever. Yeah, maybe we'll come back on that topic another day and go into detail on that. But for now, let's go ahead and get into these games. First game I have for the night was New York Knicks and Philadelphia 76ers. The Knicks lost that game, or actually I should say Philly won the game, 109-104. Uh, high score on the night was Joel Embiid, 23 points. Did so on 7-19. Yeah, 7-19, 37% from the field, 1-7 for seven from 3. Uh, the most egregious thing for him, bro, is that he has to get these turnovers down, like, as, as a team, honestly. But it wasn't too egregious. I think he got uh, he got a little excited seeing Ben make that three, influencing to take seven of them things. Yes, and you get to the <laughs> biggest highlight of the night for them. Ben Simmons corner three in rhythm, not a shot clock thing. Like literally in the middle Man, of the possession, like, <laughs> he just let took it, go. it with no hesitation. Right, it was it looked nice. They only took one though. I didn't take another one. You know, I, I guess he just didn't want to. <laughs> Didn't want to mess up a good thing. I don't know. He wanted to be 100% for the day. He wanted that one hunt down for the season. I bet he doesn't make another one. <laughs> 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 my office is crazy, yo. Uh, yeah, that's really trash. I was hearing like on a podcast, different podcast, mm-hmm. uh, that they're talking about like, if it doesn't go well this year, they should really consider trading him this summer because he hasn't really gotten better in three years. By a lot. You know, he's, he's, he's definitely, his progression is, is, is really... Like marginal, and he's not a fit with MB, like not a natural fit at all. It's almost just like I mean, it is just because they got them, like I mean, they drafted them, but they didn't draft right. them knowing like the team construction. They're just drafting the best player, which is what you're supposed to do. Exactly. But man, I've never seen somebody so gun shy that has a green light, unless <laughs> unless he doesn't have the green light, and that gets to my bigger point. Like I think the Sixers are going to have to make a decision based on how the season goes on either Brett Brown. Or Ben Simmons. But if they don't have a successful year, meaning they don't compete the Eastern Conference Finals either by winning it or uh-huh. pushing them like the Bucks to seven, they're gonna have to do something, bro. Like, I don't know. What do you think? No, I definitely agree. I mean, it just like you said, especially with Ben Simmons, his his progression seems very marginal or marginal, I would say. And I, the season's still early, so I mean, he could continue to show us some progressions that he's made, but like, like you said, the fit's just not there. And I mean, he's not gonna, he's not gonna automatically start stretching the floor just because he made a three today. I mean, you know. Yeah, also, too, like the biggest thing is like gravity. It's not really even about like their percentage for real. As people are guarding you out there, 
then that's all that matters. That means you're exactly, and, and they'll never guard. stretch at all. Exactly, no. He could make like he'd have he'd have to make a completely one eighty man for them to actually start respecting him. It took a full season of him shooting like thirty six percent on like four attempts before people really started guarding him. I don't. To be honest, it, I don't think it has to be that high, man. It doesn't. It just it's he really just has to take the shot. Period. Like if he just starts taking them, like I I, I honestly like. And there's no proof behind this because he doesn't take them. But I honestly don't. I honestly think he could shoot a decent percentage if he just attempted them. Like the shot he took today was, like you said, it was in rhythm and catch and shoot opportunity. It looked good. It honestly looks better than Giannis' shots. Granted, he's only taking one. (laughs) Exactly. Like it doesn't look like it doesn't look like a bad shot. It looked like it came out like nice, smooth. Like I, I think really if he just attempted the shot, man, I think it would improve the situation a lot more. But like you said, the fact that he's just so gun shy. Like he has the shot consistently, he won't take it. Maybe this will kind of help, you know, start trending in the right direction. We'll see. Or then again, like you said, maybe this is the only three we'll see all season. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it's funny too because it's so weird to see him so drastically different from Giannis. If Giannis is one three in the first quarter, bro. Let's believe about five things is going up over the <laughs> He's not to the point now, bro. We was just shooting <laughs> like totally. A terrible time. He's just gonna score. Like I'm gonna shoot a three this time. <laughs> just jack. Exactly. You might as you might as well. You know what they gonna do? Take me out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but yeah, the rest of the team. Uh, Tobias Harris and getting things back on track a little bit. I mean, he's still a shot little bit, not terribly. a great. Not... <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're gonna need a lot from him, bro. He has to be like a, a scoring threat off the dribble, and he has to hit shots. No JJ Ray, no Jimmy Butler. Like they need shooting in the worst way. He has to. He has to be that bucket getter. Yeah, we like we've talked. We talked about this, uh, about this previously. He has to get. He has to be that guy that can get a bucket. Yeah, like when like when Eric Gar- when when MB doesn't have it going or they're doubling him, he has to be able to get his bucket or create off the dribble. And I'm not too confident, to be quite honest with you. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, some of us- he's still, like if we're just judging his stint, like he's still, he, I, he still doesn't have a full season with the team, I think. But I don't know. It's just he hasn't been instilling too much confidence in me. Just watching this team. Mm-hmm. Like, I can def- like as far as matchups wise, I definitely can see them getting bounced the second round, depending on who they go against. Like I wouldn't be surprised if I didn't see this team in the uh, in the conference finals. I think it's one of those things where like they'll have so much like just talent on the court and just so much size that they'll probably be able to get through. You know, because also look, look who they're playing. Like the only team that can really match up size wise. I mean, I mean, maybe the Heat. I don't think they can. They're big, but they can't really guard like the big like. That's like what about the magic? What about the magic? I was uh, I was gonna say just the Raptors, honestly, because even with the magic, bro, like yes, the magic can match up with the Sixers, but their offense is so bad, they're really not gonna be able to like hang with them. You know what I mean? I mean, they almost lost to the Knicks today. Yeah, and that's not the first time they almost dropped the bad. They almost lost to the Cavs last week or earlier this week too, which is awesome. exactly exactly because like like I said, they don't have a lot of to me. They don't have a lot of. They don't have a lot of bucket. They don't have bucket getters to me. They don't have guys that can just get their shot. So when their team as a whole is cold and shots aren't going in, like in the flow of their offense, it can get a bit ugly. I feel like. I mean, that was really evident today because Furkan got the start over oh because Josh Richardson is hurt and he was mm-hmm. zero for four from three. He's like the best shooter on the team. And then exactly. Shake Milton, trash. I'm not a big fan. He's not trash, but I don't think he's a real rotation player at this point in his career. Oh for two from three. Uh, 
James Ennis was two for three from three. That's random. Don't expect that to continue. Uh, he's literally the worst rotation player on their team. He definitely needs to be out of there. Trash. Uh, and then Matisse Thibel, great defender for a rookie, but almost no offensive game. He was one for one for today, but I've seen him exactly. go super broke. So it's just not a lot of shooters, man. Not yeah, a lot they don't have many. Not a lot of offense going around. Yeah, well, so let me not say it. Not, not a lot. Not a lot of. No, you said it right. Not use. a lot of offense, bro. They don't, they don't have. They don't have combust. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use a word that I that I like. They don't have combustibility on offense. If that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. They can't get no, for right. real. Like that. They, they don't have. Yeah, they they don't have those guys where you can just be like just saved by a night of just greatness. Besides Joel Embiid, maybe Tobias, but I haven't seen it on this team. But see, that's the thing though. Joel Embiid is that guy. But he's competing on the block with Ben Simmons. Like, he doesn't have any space. Remember Dwight Howard on the Magic, how they would just, like, go four out one in? All shooters. All shooters in him. MB would be so sick in that system. Crazy. That's (laughs) true. But he's being neutered right now. But shout-out to to Mike Scott, four for six from three. You know, Mike Scott's the resident homie on the pod. Need to get him on. Great guy. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter. Amazing. You'll thank me later. Uh, shout, shout out to the Knicks. Didn't really want to talk about them because they suck. I don't talk about them enough <laughs> on previous spots. It's really just disgusting to watch them play basketball. But my guy, Frank Nilakina, four for eight. I know six for eight from the field, two for four. All for three. right. We he was Blah, blah, blah. Frank this, Frank that. Also, Zach might be right, bro. Julius Randle might be trash. He's not trash. He's just on a Bad team. Bro, he's a black hole for one. I mean, I mean, not more so than Marcus Mark or Marcus Morris Senior, who's been going crazy. He put up twenty one shots today. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to get convinced that this is the only reason he came to the Knicks to get to put up shots. And look, 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 it's perfect, bro. He'll go to the Knicks, get you know the most points of his career per game, and only, go somewhere else. He's only here for a year, bro. And bounce, raise his market value, and then this this free agency period this summer is so awful with free agents. That he'll be literally a premier target this summer. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a, he's a solid solid starter, definitely. Yeah. And if he's and if he's not starting, he's definitely a solid rotation guy. So, I mean, I was looking to listening to the dunked on live broadcast of the Clippers, our Clippers Celtics game, and they were just mm-hmm. talking about that like during a commercial break, and they were saying like he's probably a candidate to probably get bought out. Like, he probably won't finish the year on the Knicks, to be honest with you. In fact, they said the Sixers should go after him. So I'm like, yeah. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. He, he, I mean, he can shoot, <laughs> he, and he will shoot. So, and he will, and he will shoot. I, but I, I, I've, I've always been a fan of the twins, though. I love the twins, man. And you gotta love a guy that's going to get shots up, bro. Like, and that they respect. You know what I'm saying? It's, and he, he's gonna hate. He, like, he's gonna have the respect. He's not like a knockdown shooter, but he's respectable. Definitely. You know, league league average and above. So for sure, for sure. Let's go ahead and move on to the next game. Um, Spurs, Wizards, uh, Wizards come out there with the win, 138-132. I mean, they didn't put up a ton of points. No, a ton of points. I didn't expect this game to be that high. I I know for sure that the under wasn't even close to this. I mean, the over wasn't even close to this. Was that like 170 combined or 270 combined? I don't even know, bro. I don't be on the gambling stuff like you and Zach, but <laughs> but I mean the, the Wizards are bro. They're like top ten in offense, top five in pace, top ten in three pointers attempted. Like they're really just running and gunning. They're like one of the worst defensive teams. Like it's literally just a like a I don't know. It's like an AAU game every time they get on the court. 
Like, you just get shots up, bro. <laughs> and it works though sometimes. Like, it will keep you in games. Especially no, with, no I, it definitely will with Brad Bill. That's what I say. Especially with Bradley Bill when he gets hot. He's looking like a top three shooting guard in the league this year. Like, he's actually gotten better from last year. You can believe it. Uh, what, 33 points tonight, 14 for 24 from the field. He was uh, three for seven from three. Yes, sir. But he was hooping. Isaiah Thomas has been playing pretty good. Four for ten from the field. I mean, he doesn't have much uh, burst anymore. He's not really finishing in the paint like he used to. I noticed that a right. lot when I watched today. But he's yeah. still able to hit threes off the dribble and just give you competent offense. Offense, exactly. And, I mean, what, about your, what about your boy? Your boy Ish. Ish has been trash this year, bro. He had a good game tonight. <laughs> he's been so awful this year. But this year, this game, he was 9 for 12 from the field, 21 points. And even more importantly, he was 3 for 4 from 3. Ish was giving you threes. Got to learn. Uh, meanwhile, the Spurs, bro. Spurs are looking pretty rough, man. Like, Yeah, I'm not really sure after they, they had that, that uh, good start, and then all of a sudden they just went straight to buns. <laughs> Man, I, I know like, <laughs> I know that Lamarcus Aldridge, like his line was like what, 20 points he had to score whenever they make money on him. He had 12 mm-hmm. tonight against the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not great. Bro, like the thing with Spurs is their defense is god awful. I mean terrible. They don't play modern basketball. What they shot how many threes today? They shot thirty they attempted thirty two oh, okay. today. I think I mean not really. I mean this is an outlier uh, game. You know, they're also, they need to play. Exactly. Just so, the, like, the pace is going to be high, so, so. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, they look bad, man. And then, I mean, I don't know. You see the whole thing with Tim Popovich when he got ejected, and then Tim Duncan. Yeah, I wasn't really sure. Should should it not have been uh, Becky Hammond? Becky Hammond. Yeah, people were asking about that after the game. He was like, I'm not here to make history. <laughs> is she not the first assistant? <laughs> or so isn't, so isn't, isn't it usually – isn't it usually the first assistant that moves into that spot if the coach is ejected? Yeah. Yeah, that's what's supposed mm-hmm. to happen. All right. Not not to mention she has like multiple years of being on the NBA bench. Like she's been a head coach. Not a head coach. She's been a coach of uh, the summer league team for right. a couple of years. Like she has more coaching Tim. experience than Tim right. Duncan by far. So that was messed um, up. Spurs don't Spurs don't look too stable right now. I think, you know, this this really truly might be the year. They kind of they, yeah, right, yeah they they, they salvaged it last year somehow. There were some rough patches last year too, but in fact, I probably had to put money on them not making the playoffs, bro. To be yeah. honest, uh, but yeah, that was yeah. I don't know. Yeah, definitely ch- check out Wizards games if you just want to see buckets. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of buckets every game. Next game, Milwaukee Bucks, Atlanta Hawks. I watched like the first half of this. I definitely go back and watch mm-hmm. the second, but I kept up with the you know with the box score and like you know play by play as it was going on throughout the night. So yeah, Bucks get the win predictably in Atlanta, <laughs> one thirty five to one twenty seven. It was pretty close for like half the game, and it became, seemed like, like until the Another, third quarter. Yeah, so they're up by nineteen points, and then the, the six. I mean, the Hawks get it down to six, bro, like in garbage <laughs> time. Giannis has to come back in. Uh, I mean, I was happy with it because I wanted to get more than 30 mm-hmm. points. Finished with 33. He was at 29 for, like, the longest. So, I was like, all right, well, if we had to go back, you know, go back in the game, let's give me some more buckets, bro. So, he was 12 for yeah, 17. I mean, he missed five free throws. Bro, he's a free throw. Yeah, I was going to say, they've definitely won a game. Uh, issue this season, I feel like. Yeah. He would be averaging, like, he's shooting. The, he's shooting the worst eight. percentage of his career by far. So easily, easily. Like, like, easily, easily. Like, shooting 61%. He shot seventy four percent his rookie year. It's gotten worse over time. It's I think it looks like it's starting to get mental. 
That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's a 61 percent. He's, de- he's definitely or 60% not. He's free definitely not. He, I mean, he's what year is he? Uh, is this for him in the league? Exactly. Like he's been in the league six years, and he's been a 70 percent or higher free throw shooter his entire career. So yeah. I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know. I think it's one of those things, though, like like you said, mental. Have you seen years, like, even with, like, LeBron, right? With his free throw percentage, just dip randomly. It's like he's just in a rut. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but I don't remember dipping for this much. It's like, it's like, it's like a decrease of, like, 10%. That's like, that's like, that's like a Russell Westbrook free throw dip where it just kind of came out of nowhere and then it just stayed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, you could probably bank on it going up some more. I don't know if it gets to, like, Respectable, but it, I don't think it'll be this low the whole year. He's got to get back to seventy, man. He gets back to seventy, bro. He's gonna have a lot of points. He's getting fouled a ton yeah. this year. He also leads the league in offensive fouls by a large margin. I mean, yeah, <laughs> so, I mean if people want if people want to step in front of that and you know sacrifice the body, listen, more power to you. Hey, once again, once again, he should just run somebody over on purpose just to make them feel. <laughs> Just so the next time he comes, like they'll still take the charge, right? But they'll move. You know what I mean? They won't right. just be square up. Right. You know what I mean? But anyways, yeah, he uh, yeah, and your boy on the side. Your boy, you, I'm surprised you didn't talk about your boy, uh, Bled. Well, because y'all like to hate I don't on Bled. Like right. I to hate on, Twenty-eight I don't hate on Bled. You just like to hype him up, and I like to bring you back to reality a bit. That's all that is. Three for six <laughs> from three. <laughs> six turnovers. <Bro. laughs> <laughs> All right, chill, chill, chill. Uh, <laughs> bro, listen, the fact that you guys still say that Jamal Murray, okay, okay, real, real, real quick, real quick, right now, real quick, real quick, do not put me in the same category as Drake because we say different things. I've already, I've already admit, we already had this conversation, and I admitted to you that Jamal Murray is inconsistent in there, and uh, Dejounte is not there yet. I just said it was a conversation, but I said it might be a conversation, perhaps at times. I mean, right now, Eric Eric seems like he's playing well, but let's not act like he hasn't had his struggles. He's had a great two weeks, though. Ever since he went down, yeah. He's he's stepped stepped up, up, but I'm just saying, let's not forget the past, too. Oh, yeah, he's not a 20-point-per-game scorer if he gets the shots. I mean, that's irrelevant because he's not not scoring 20 points a game now. And he's – is he? No, he has since Christmas now. It's literally – that's not his role. It just annoys me. I don't know. He's on the base. Arguably the best defensive point guard in the league because unlike Patrick Beverly, who we'll get to, who is a beat as a pest and he's a very smart defender, but so physically can guard people. You know what I mean? Like he's not just like a nap. He's like actually like bodying up. Yeah, and that's, and that's great. That's great. That's dandy. <laughs> All right. Anyways, shout out to Dante DiVincenzo getting those start minutes, playing well. My guy, uh, he comes to the cookout. I oh. guess he already has oh. the fade, the earrings. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Javari Parker on the Hawks revenge game came out strong ended weak but whatever we won't get into that uh, DeAndre Hunter 27 points gotta be a career high 8 for 12 from the field 3 for 3 from 3 he was hooping Trey Young was not hooping 8 for 22 from the field one of these Trey Young games where he just kinda you know has to take shot to get right. him in the game but he's not really feeling it that night it happens I mean, it could be so, it could be worse it's, I mean, not, it's not the worst cause Trey Young is the top Five point guard, top ten. Yeah, I was gonna say, top, I was gonna say, that. I would go five. I say ten. He'd be top five if he wasn't the worst defensive point guard starting or off the bench it, in, the in a while. <laughs> like he's so bad defensively, bro. Because <laughs> not only is he a bad instincts and awful like IQ on defense, he's also physically exactly. not capable. <laughs> so it's a bad so, combo. But at least Steph has good right, IQ, and his so. effort is always there as far as Steph. Like he's always gonna try. No doubt, he'll get cooked trying his best. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to the Charlotte Hornets, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Brooklyn gets gets out of there with a win, one on one. 
91. Uh, Jared Allen was your high man with 22 points, 17 rebounds. Uh, what was his efficiency? He was what, 9 for 12 from the field, 75%. Uh, also, Torian Prince with 20. Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie with 20. No Kyrie tonight, so guys stepped up. Uh, I mean, it exactly. was the Hornets. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I mean, they're the Hornets. If they would have lost this game, it would have been bad. Especially coming off that loss to the Pacers like that. Like, I mean, but I mean, but without Kyrie, it, would it be that surprising? Like, let's be honest. Like the Nets are not. And no like, cares. The Nets aren't right. a great team. So, bro, on the jump, they're talking about <laughs> Kyrie's resume. <laughs> it's taking a sharp one eighty ever since he left the Cleveland Cavaliers. Especially with Boston looking so good and Campbell looking. Oh no, you know, it's 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 yeah. an indictment. <laughs> it is because because <laughs> you can ask even the you know most. Stingiest Kyrie critics, and they'll tell you, you know, he's he's better than Kyrie. I mean, he's better than Kimba. So it's not it's not a a player ability thing. It's literally like a locker room leadership thing. You can tell you just seeing them play on the court, like they look different. They look like they're having fun. The ball's moving more. Like just just look at how Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are playing a, a lot, lot better. Awesome. And it's not and it's not the fact that like even before Gordon went down, like yes, Jalen stepped his game up, but I feel like they were still playing well when they were all healthy. You know what I mean? So it's, li- it's literally like, I mean, yeah, you lost Al Horford, but it's like you replace Kyrie with Kimba, and it's almost like the team looks, as far as mentality-wise, they look completely different. I think it's also just like uh, as, as a reflection of their game. Kyrie's game is not conducive to elevating his teammates, right? It's more of like a Kyrie show, yeah. you know? Because he tries to be like Kobe in a way. But the difference between him and Kobe is, Kobe's more like James Harden in the fact that like not only – is he like dominating the ball? But he's putting up massive amounts of points. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And Kyrie has not hit the threshold of enough points to play like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's like all that's all so, time historic produ- uh, point production. Exactly. If you don't have like crazy thirty plus, like you have to be averaging probably like thirty four points per game to get to the point to where your team, other team, has to commit so much help to you that by default you're elevating. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta be to the point where when you drop the fifty ball, people aren't surprised. <laughs> Like that, yeah, that's yeah. that's what that's, that's where you have to be. And Kyrie's a, a great scoring but point he's guard. Not a but he's still point a guard. scoring he's a point guard, exactly. And a little guy scoring a lot of points just makes it so much harder because it's not consistent. Like you can't build your whole team's offensive identity on Kyrie Irving taking right. difficult shots. And that's the difference between him and Kimba Walker is he's more of an ISO long two guy. Kimba Walker is a pick and roll, you know, play off the pick and roll, get you a three every time or a layup. Or he's kicking, exactly. you know what I'm saying? So it's just a different style. I think it's, I don't know, it's interesting. Uh, that's probably enough on them. I mean, Hornets, shout out to Terry Rozier, I guess. He's not getting it right percentage-wise, but at least he's getting points so that he's going to look shout terrible. Out, shout, out to Devontae Devontae shout out to Devontae Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, let's go ahead and move on because these guys have gotten enough tension. Uh, <laughs> no love for the Hornets. <laughs> Bro, I can't. Also, Michael Jordan being the owner, bro, it's just so much trash. Right? <laughs> <laughs> One of the worst owners oh. in the league. If it wasn't for a guy named James Dolan, we talk about oh, Jordan. Not, not, not too but much this. on the GOAT. <laughs> hey, man, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next game, Cleveland Cavaliers versus Miami Heat. The Heat come out com- there. Very confident. Win. Smack those yep. guys. 124 to 100. High, high man for the night. Duncan Robinson, shout outs to him. 29 points, yep. 9 15 from the field. 
nine for fifteen. I just want to start off. I just want to start off by saying, no, yeah, it looks like it's right. Bro, he shot all his shots for three. <laughs> Literally nine for fifteen from field, nine for fifteen from three. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, where are where is Miami finding these guys? Bro, they have one of the most like, legendary development programs. Like who is ever. who like, is not Duncan Robinson? White guy. With no, clearly, shot, bro. Clearly, <laughs> tall dude. Because I was saying, I was saying at the beginning of the season, who is Kendrick Nunn? And you know, yeah. The thing is, too, like Miami, and I'll say the Spurs too. Spurs, especially with the international mm-hmm. development, but Miami, they just have scouts, bro. Like they really emphasize like having the best scouts and really like boosting their G League teams and really having a pipeline. It's almost like the baseball system, right. you know what I'm saying? And also, I mean, you already know their literal conditioning programs are legendary, so they get their yeah. guys right. I mean, look what they did with Hassan Whiteside; they literally transformed his career. That's very crazy. True. Very true. Also, shout outs to Jimmy Butler, of course. I mean, three for six in the field, but trash, but, the free throw but, but, but 13 times and made all 13 of them. Got to respect it. On the other side, Cavaliers, man, it's been rough. I know my guy, Teddy Osmond, has been struggling lately. That sucks. Kevin Love, though, at 25 points, 8 14 from the field, 5 and 9 from 3, 13 rebounds. Let's get him on a new team, bro. He deserves it. Him and Tristan Thompson, who Tristan didn't play this game because he was chilling with, uh, who is it? Who is it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, Megan Megan Stallion. Stallion. <laughs> bro, is that real? Is that real? I, I hope not. He's wild. He has to sit down somewhere. What's he doing? <laughs> bro, he just went through this. Uh, well, listen, Megan, Megan's not a Kardashian. Yo, I seen a picture of Nate the Stallion sitting next to Drea, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Yo, Drea. Right. Yeah. Yo, Drea's pretty thick. You know what I'm saying? A little fatty, but. Uh, but uh, <laughs> bro, it's like her job. Like, Megan the Stallion's like, twice her size. Stallion. Solid girl. So funny. It was like, oh, well, wait till they turn around. But me, I go really see. I'm like, you know, if you try to stand up for Drea, then they put a picture of them turned around. And I was like, nah, it didn't help. Still headless. He doesn't compare. Megan Stallion is different, though. But nah. <laughs> so, you know, just man, awesome. Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's be back. <laughs> Kevin uh, Love, man. Where Where is he going to go? Tristan, I think that he needs to probably get on the Clippers, bro. They need to go reach out. The Clippers? He'd be perfect. No? Hmm. Think about it. All right, look. He's a great rebounder. He's an interior presence. He's always been an actually pretty good defender who actually slides pretty well. But, I mean, they're playing the greatest team of all time, so he's exposed. But that team is no longer there. Most teams aren't playing small like that anymore, too, which is interesting. That means he's able to play, you know, later into the playoffs, especially if you're playing the Lakers, who are not going to go small. They're going to go big, if anything, you know? And so Tristan bangs in there with Dwight, perfect. And these guys, he's playing big moments. He's probably available. I mean, you could probably get him way easier than a guy who, like, Derek Favors, who will also fit with the Clippers, or like a, right. I don't know, he's just more available than the other guys. So I think a team like that, Maybe even like I mean Boston too. Really, they could use mm-hmm. a guy like Tristan. So, oh, in Boston for sure. Actually, I like that. I actually like that one. I like that. Yeah, right. Also, they need because they because Boston needs a guy who who's going to be able to bang with Joel. He's basically like a a different version of Aaron Baines. I'm not going to say the better version of Aaron Baines. It's just a different version, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it isn't space to floor, but he's a beast in the paint. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's about all I got on these guys, man. Uh, Colin Sexton, don't keep putting them up. Uh, Darius Garland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. they, they look like a, they looking like a, a baby version of Brandon Jennings and Monte Ellis. That was disrespectful. So we're going to ignore that. Uh, I'm sorry, guys, <laughs> for that take. That was awful. 
Monte Ellis, you're the guy. I don't know what this guy's talking about. Uh, you said Monte Ellis. <laughs> you said Monte Ellis. What? You're the guy. I don't know what this guy. He's the guy. About. Where? Where is Monte Ellis? He deserved an All Star game so bad. Never got it. Chose Which guys. year? Which year? Just take your pick. Last couple years in Golden State. First year with the Mavericks. Eh, first year with the Mavericks was iffy. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. But no, the, yeah, the, the the year with the Golden State, that he, what, after 25? Definitely should have got, yeah, definitely should have got the nod, but you know. And that was before the West was the show, as my guy Ben Golliver says it. But, you know, <laughs> it was before the, <laughs> the West was amazing and the East was triple A. Like, this was back, you know, it wasn't parody, right? But it wasn't as right. bad. So, I don't know. Anyways, the next game, Orlando Magic versus Toronto Raptors. Raptors win this one, one thirteen to ninety seven. Uh, high man for the Raptors was Fred Van Fleet with twenty four points on ten for nineteen shooting, only one for five from three. But he was hooping, seven assists, three turnovers, two steals. Yes, sir. Guys, solid, especially in the night where Pascal only gives you eighteen on seven for eighteen shooting. So, and definitely his production. Freddie is Freddie is showing us he uh, he can be. He can be that guy. He can be a uh, start, a solid starter in this league. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Also, even though OG didn't have a, a great game today, still give him a shout out. That was my guy from yesterday on the under the radar pod. So you know, mm-hmm. still watching you guy. Okay. Uh, keep doing. <laughs> doing what you're doing. <laughs> Got to. Uh, I seen earlier, but he was shooting like off the dribble threes. Hit one step back. Crazy. It was slow, but amazing. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout outs also to. What to say? Oh, yeah, Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis has been hooping 7 to 10 from yep. the field. Chris Boucher was balling. I mean, he put yeah, that crazy game against the Lakers. They both gave them some, some very solid production off the bench. I like both of these guys. The Raptors also have a pretty good developmental team. Low-key. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't at, at this point, I don't think it's low-key. High-key. I mean, even with the, the Raptors 905, I think it was their league team. They've been mm-hmm. solid. I remember Jerry Stackhouse was the coach of that team for a long time. They were doing well. Anyways, Magic. For them, offensive struggles continue. Only put up 97 points as a team. Right. Uh, only shot, well, I mean, 38, they shot 38% as a team. Which isn't awful, awful, but when the other team shoots 52%, I mean. <laughs> not, yeah, right? not very conducive to winning, so. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Uh, also, it was 28% from three. But, right. I mean. But I'm going to tell you that I did the same thing that you did. Went down and looked at Markel folks and DJ Augustine stats <laughs> and see who played game. better. <laughs> you know who it was? Oh, I know Markel folks. Exactly. Well, DJ Augustine is not hitting threes this year, bro. Like, he's only shooting a little better than Markel folks from three. And they're both in the 20s. So you might as well play Markel at this point. Exactly. Which so, it seems like what. It seems like that's what they're doing. So. Well, Markel had 14 shot attempts, only one less than Fournier and Isaac. So he's getting them up, uh, what, 12 points? Not great. But still, I'm glad he's being aggressive. Um, it's not great, but it's not egregious. It's not egregious either. Especially considering where he's coming from, like, you know, with the, exactly. all the context. Exactly. So so they, like like we've said so many times, they're just, they're probably just super excited that he's just taking shots and being aggressive. And this, this is a playoff team, bro. I know they just lost badly to the Raptors, but the Magic have been handling, you know, business overall. I mean, they're 6 and 8. But it's early, mm-hmm. and they have a legit defense. Like, it's not like a game. Like, John Isaacs has to be defensive player of the year candidate. I know we talked about that before. But, right. I mean, the personnel for defense is good. And Steve Clifford, the coach, has a good track record of defensive teams. So, it's – I think he'll stand up the entire year. And they were good defensive last year. So, yeah. Uh, 
Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon gets hurt in the game. Yeah, yeah. Do you see what happened to him? Um, I did not. It says that he sprained his ankle though. Him, actually, both him and Booch uh, left with sprained ankles. Yeah, both what Aaron Gordon twelve minutes, Booch with ten. So that also explains why. I mean, they got the, the album there, right? The scoring output is so low. Yeah, those, imagine- I mean, the, those two guys are one, uh, two of the leading scorers. Aaron Gordon's supposed to be on the trading block. I heard about that. That's interesting. I would love to see Aaron Gordon for a Wiggins trade in some capacity. I think that would be pretty solid for both sides. Aaron Gordon. You, you, don't, you don't like Wiggins in, in Minnesota anymore? I do. I do. We'll get to his game today. But I think that the Magic have more <clears> of a need for a guy like that. You know, this guy's just going to put up points. You know what I mean? They're going to put up points and shots, and that will be his <laughs> – yeah, I mean, okay, this is the whole thing against volume scores in the league right now. But mm-hmm. we're gonna say I like volume scores having won championships. You know, what I'm saying? even on both efficiency. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. If you have a defensive team, you just need a guy to put up shots that can get the ball in all some kind of way. You know, that's fair. Uh, I agree. And also, he projects well with their defense because Wiggins is not a great defender, but he's also not a bad defender. He's literally just average. You know what I'm saying? In games where he's trying. However, obviously. but however, how are, how are, do you think that the Timberwolves would benefit from Aaron all? Gordon? Because I, I kind of have to, I mean, I just, yeah, what's the benefit? Why would they, why, if I'm the Minnesota, why would I do that trade? My theory is that it's either one or two things. Either the Minnesota Timberwolves actually still believe in Wiggins and they're really like, mm-hmm. are gung ho to keep him, or they just want him to get his value up so they can trade him. I think it's 50 50. It's not really a way to really know. I can see both sides. If they want to get off of him, you have to sell high. That's heat. So the thing with Aaron Gordon is he's a little bit younger. Um, a bit, yeah, a bit, a bit. Uh, his his we know what he is. He's not like Wiggins could fall off again like tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Right. So one of these things we just kind of selling high and just like look, we got value and that's all we wanted. You know, and Gordon isn't a bad player. You can still trade him later on. And if the shot ever falls for him. He would fit well next to Towns. And he's an actual good defender, you know? Right. So I think I think it would help both sides. The only thing that would be a hiccup is I could see the Magic wanting something else. So you probably have to throw in, like, Jared Culver or somebody, you know? Hopefully not a Kogi. Hopefully they don't get crazy and ask for Covington. That would be wild. But I don't know. Something to look out for. I don't know. I'm still not convinced as far as the benefit to the Timberwolves for that, but. Hopefully, it really comes down to their internal, you know, <clears throat> Evalu- it, right evaluation. Yeah, yeah. So if they were willing to get off, trying to get off of him, I think it'd be hard pressed to find more guys that are, are available in that age range who have a lot of potential still outside of Aaron Gordon. You know what I mean? Because you're not gonna get Jalen Brown. Oh, so no. So yeah, and Aaron Gordon could actually be better than Jalen Brown. It's all said and done. I would not be shocked. <sighs> How old is Jalen Brown? He's 23? I think so. They're around, Aaron Gordon's like a year older, I think. Yeah, Aaron's 24. So. Nah, give, 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 give me that, you need Jalen Brown. Confidently give me Jalen Brown. <laughs> that's fair. I was just saying, if you look <clears throat> now, someone told you that Aaron Gordon had as many all-star games as Jalen Brown, I don't think you'd be, like, shocked. You'd be like, oh, that's good for him. Didn't expect it. But, hey, it's in the cards. I mean, it's, I mean that's very true, but it's like, I, I feel like opportunity is different, too. You know. But if Jalen Brown was on the Mad- Magic and Aaron Gordon was on the Celtics, we would think totally different of Aaron Gordon. Perhaps. Next game is the Golden State Warriors versus the Dallas Mavericks. This was your boy, ESPN AK, game. AKA an old-fashioned shellacking boy. I tell you, <laughs> boy, they beat the brakes off them boys, man. They, oh, my <laughs> God. Bro, shock, bro. listen. 
<laughs> I looked at the score, and I'm thinking, okay, they're going like, like, yeah, it's a bad first quarter, but they got to cut it down. And it, bro, it was, it was seventy four to thirty eight. <laughs> At that half, bro, like that's so <laughs> bad. Bad. I mean, final score one forty two. And then, to the point, to the point, you would you would imagine that like you would imagine like after the half, after the game is clearly like clearly decided that you know they would get some garbage time. They they got outscored in the third and fourth. They got outscored, <laughs> they got outscored past the half. <laughs> like, bro, bro, they bro, shot. They almost got beat by fifty, bro. My mind's just say fifty. They were down at 50 at one point. Obviously. Oh, no, they, def- they definitely were. Oh, my gosh. It was bad, bro. That's it's embarrassing. really bad. I mean, it's embarrassing. People have been calling them the Santa, or the Golden State, uh, or the Santa Cavaliers. Cruz Warriors. Oh. Oh, Santa, Santa Cruz Warriors. Like, this is the G League team playing up right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, bro, listen. This dude, Luka, Luka Doncic, who's a solid MVP candidate up until this point. Oh, I tried to tell you this a couple weeks ago. I'm on board. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 now you're on board. Oh, I'm glad you're on board now. Bro, the man plus, four, plus 45. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that has to be a record. You need to get our stat guy on it. Luka Doncic bro, had 22 points in the first quarter. The Golden State Warriors had 16 as a team. No, That's bad. Beat, beat that team in the first quarter. Yeah, it was over after that. You could tell they have no kind of heart. <laughs> like Once you like do that to them, they're not coming back. Okay, man. I mean, we're, Eric I mean, Pascal. Like, we we didn't right. We didn't expect too much. Like they're working with <laughs> Eric Pascal as the go-to guy. He, you know, what I mean, what do we expect? No, actually, no, man, actually, no, actually, no, actually, no. I take that back. I take that back. No, I, what I expect at least I expect some effort, man. Because after a certain, yeah, after a certain after a certain point, like yeah, you can put you can put a good amount of it on Luka hitting, but there, there's some effort. There's some lack of effort in here, man. There's no ninety-four to one forty-two, bro. Come on, you're in the NBA. Yeah. Oh, they were, no, they they almost beat them boys like a college exhibition game. <laughs> it was it was not bad. good, man. No, not great at all. I mean, and it, it seems like it, it, you know it seems like St- uh, Steve Kerr is content because he was like, you know, this is our reality. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have nights like this. Well, I mean, look at his roster. What is he supposed to do? Play harder. <laughs> that's that's what I want him to do, Shaq. I want him to play yeah, actually, harder. Actually, actually, well, shout out to Luca because he had thirty five. Uh, what ten rebounds, eleven assists. Like, get that out of the way. And then, uh, what? Tim Hardaway Jr., 20 points, 6 or 7 from the field. Right. Good for him. Now, back to the Warriors. Uh, the, <laughs> the lineup, bro, <laughs> listen to the names. Glenn Robinson the third, Eric Pascal. Shout out to him. He's been a bright spot. One of the few. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, Alec Burks. Shout out to Kansas City. Uh, Kai Bowman, Jordan Poole, Amari Spellman, Marquise Chris, Jacob Evans. And then D'Angelo and Draymond didn't play. Like, no, that seems terrible. I, no, I, I get that. It's, it, the team's terrible, but like, like, but let's not like they have NBA players. You know what I mean? Kind of. No, Fair. it's not. It's Maybe. not kind of. It's not well, kind Mars of. Willie, is not an NBA. Willie Cauley Stein is a starter in this league. Alec Burks is at least a solid rotation player. Eric Pascal is a bright <laughs> is spot. <he>? Yes, <laughs> Alec Burks is like the guy you have that's like in the rotation, not really. In and out, but he's still on the team. Bro, like, when, was, okay, when, was the, when was the last time he was on a good team? He just he he's really kind of gotten the, the, the. When was the last time he was good? Did not hurt. He he, he's not right. Hurt. Say the last. Just say the last part. Don't say the first part. He's good. He's just he's injury prone. I mean, I like Alec Burks, Mister Houdini himself. He has a couple Houdini finishes left in him. But uh, hey, man, it's not looking good, bro. <laughs> no, it's uh, not. 
But I feel like I don't know. He, I feel like he's the type of guy that could go to like the like a team like the Sixers and and really make an impact. I no, like. I don't think so. I do. He is too good enough. I mean, he's he's above average. No, he's not. He's a finisher. He's a slasher, bro. What's the what's league average three point percentage? Like 35%. He shoots 36 percent uh, the last two years, and the years before that, uh, he shot 37 percent. Three att- three attempts a game that's good enough. That yeah, is good yeah, enough, yeah, yeah. uh, volume 3.6. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not for the off, the bench, off the bench, off the bench, 3.5 and 3.6. Okay. That's definitely good enough. That's solid. That That is solid volume that he could, he could bro. provide something for that team, bro. Listen, you just you listen. <laughs> I'm trying really to see. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> listen, he's not. He's not. He's obviously not that guy, and he might not be a guy necessarily on most. He teams. was a guy. I mean, yeah, boy, like you know, way back in the day before he had you know so many injuries and here and that. But I feel like, like I said, I feel like if he could be on a on a contending team where he has a role and he has not asked to do too much, I think he could flourish, man. Like he, like he, like he definitely, bro, get the get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> that, don't even, don't even bring that up. I remember how mad I was watching him play. He had, I remember he had like one good game in the playoffs, and like everybody was just, like, one. just no, it was, bro, it was just when he was, he was atrocious. Like oh, what? Ain't, bro, he, since. ain't heard his name since. Like it was to the point he was, bro. It, for some reason, like LeBron has a history of, of like playing with like old wash point guards that used to he be loves good. Because I remember like when in Miami he had Mike Bibby, and that was oh <laughs> that was bad. Yo, yo, yo! I was listening to some people talk, bro. Was Carlos Arroyo the starting point guard when LeBron first got there? He you might have been. Arroyo? I do know. I remember Carlos Arroyo. He had, he had big ears. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think yeah, he might have been, bro. When they get Chalmers, but Chalmers is already there. I thought. Actually, you were. You might be right, but Carlos definitely played. Uh, I know Chalmers was young. Maybe he was a starting. <laughs> I thought that Chalmers was starting. What? I, I, I don't know. I guess he would have to. He would have to have been. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> way back in the day, old news. Either way, Alec Burks can be a solid, a solid rotation player on a, on a certain team. That's all I'm saying. That's my whole point. And he shoots good enough to stretch the floor for a team that needs shooting, like the Sixers. And you can, I, I know, you, and I know you can get him. You basically can get him for free. You have <laughs> to be, at, at, at this point. You have to be able to. Uh, yeah, I think he can be a rotation player. I think he gets that volume up from three. I think he'll be all right. He just needs to put together some games on this horrible team, get some shots up, bro, and just try to rebuild your value. I mean, you, I mean, you just have, you have you have to like imagine that he has like his mentality coming to this thing. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to be. A, a rotation player on the team. I'm playing with Steph. I'm playing with Dre. When Clay comes back, it's all gonna be. It's gonna be all fun in the sky, and we're gonna make playoffs and playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, none, none of that. Uh, I, I can't imagine. I just. I don't remember like seeing the team's outlook go like so to to like the unknown to just completely just the bottom so quickly. So quickly. That's wild. <laughs> So many injuries, man, and just the fact that they were spending a ton of money every year, so it was gonna bottom out eventually. You know, right? right. Um, next team, <coughs> next game is Detroit Pistons versus the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls come out with the win, one hundred nine to eighty nine. Another Smack blowout. Them boys, <laughs> not good, man. Not, yeah, I'm not, not really, not really sure what's uh, what happened with 
the Pistons today. Uh, or maybe, or maybe they are, or maybe this is who they are. Maybe they're showing us who they are. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, so for the Bulls, their high man was. You know, I'm gonna tell you uh, the difference, right? All right, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So Lori marketing 24 <laughs> points, seven for 14 from the field, three for four from three. Uh, Zach Levine struggled to say the least. Two for eleven from the field, only five points. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, just give Thomas me, Sederansky go ahead was just good. Give position to my guy. <laughs> but <laughs> the guy that was hooping tonight with a random start, Gil Harrison. <laughs> I know you went to high school with him, so I'll let you get a little bit of talking time. <laughs> Listen, I've been speaking on this man for a while. He's hungry. He's finally ready. He showed <laughs> you if you give him some minutes, what can happen? We just blew out. We just blew out a playoff team in the East. He played well. Most we now. <laughs> <laughs> Seven for 12, 15 points, 11 rebounds, five assists. Bro, like. How do you get 11 listen, rebounds? <laughs> because he's a, because not on, because he's a hustle player. You know what I mean? But he, I feel like he's, 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 he's physically built more than someone like Patrick Beverly. You know what okay. I mean? But, but he can be that type, he can be that type of guy. I think, I think he's a little bit more gifted offensively because he can, he can definitely drive. He's not a great shooter, obviously, but. Listen. Yeah. Keep him in the starting lineup and good things are gonna happen. Not gonna say in the starting lineup. But good for him. I am rooting for him. <laughs> he's listed at bro, they have him they have him listed at six seven. There's oh, no man. way. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. He's like six three. There's no way that he's six seven. Unless unless he grew four inches, which is completely possible. Bro, I just like, where, I do you have, where do you see this at? NBA.com. Height six seven. Well, he's six four, bro. <laughs> I don't know what's going listen, on with that. Listen, if he if he's six seven, able to drive and defend like he can. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> he says six seven as well. But what's going on? He might he might Does agree. You know about this? <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta look this up. Hold up, on. <laughs> Height, bro. He's six four on everywhere else. He's not six seven. Look if he is six seven. Bro, his high school stuff says he's six three, so maybe he's like six four, six five. Oh, he's a whole report. He said somehow Shaq Harrison has grown from six four to six seven in one day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the boy's not six seven. If he was six seven, he'd be starting every game. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's crazy. How did they get away with that? Uh, but yeah, who they play again doesn't matter. Uh, oh, oh wow! <laughs> they played. They played the Pistons. Wait, did and Blake the, play? Blake and Derrick Rose played. I mean, Blake. Yeah, didn't Blake shoot. was four fifteen. He, he didn't shoot well at all. Actually, he didn't have a. He didn't have a good game. Yeah, yeah they, had, they played pretty bad. Um, yeah, Pistons well. are definitely on the bubble, man. They got to get it together. They do. They have the talent. I mean, you know, Blake, Andre, Luke Kennard's playing better this year. Derrick Rose is going to be. He's going to give you. You know, I think Derrick Rose, at least when he plays, is going to be pretty consistent as far as giving you. About fourteen to eighteen points, you know. Yeah. Definitely yeah. packing a pinch yeah. off the, uh, packing a punch off the bench. So for sure, for sure. I don't know, I'm just I'm, maybe we can just chop this up as you know, just a bad shooting effort. Maybe getting back acclimated to having you know Blake in the lineup, continue, he, he continuing that so process. Hot. Yeah, so he's obviously still rusty or still hurt or something's going on. Um, yeah. it's probably just rust. I would hope. Hopefully, uh, next game was Utah Jazz versus Minnesota Timberwolves, and they're Rematch. The Jazz win one hundred three to ninety five. I watched this game. Um, Can you explain to me um, the shooting distribution for the Timberwolves? Yes. 
All right. So basically, I watch it, and I've watched a lot of Timberwolves games this year. There's literally games, bro, where Towns, like, it's just standing at the three point line, like <laughs> just jacking threes. Like some of them ill-advised too. Like I, you know, I love players get up threes because I feel like it helps the offense space the court, whatever. Right. But he's coming down on a fast break, shooting step back threes, like a fast, legit fast break. He legit steps back <laughs> on the three point line. Like, who, like anybody was guarding him out there, anyways, like that, you know? <laughs> like, like I mean, he made, him. I mean, he made four for seven, but there, there's no excuse for you know seventy percent of his shots to be three points. Willing to bet, he's posting up less than he did last year. He only took ten shots and seven of them were threes. And the thing, Wiggins had twenty four shots, right? But it did not feel like Wiggins was forcing. It. I wouldn't really watch the game, and like nobody else wanted to shoot. So he's like, all right, well. <laughs> I mean, he was one for ten from three. If Wiggins just plays to his average of this season, they win this game, high key. But like, bro, Jared Culver is taking more shots than Curry right now. I don't know what it is, bro. Like, Towns has to be more assertive, man. Like, he's trying to be this facilitator, point guard kind of thing, right? Well, one, has... well, with one assist and three turnovers, hey, well, he didn't do too good of a job there either. Well, he's not that great of a passer. He's like a good passer for a big, but he's not like a Jokic out there. I don't know what he's right. doing. I feel so, like I feel like we're too we're too far in the process to not see the correlation of you being aggressive and like team success. You know what I mean? Like when you're aggressive and you you know you demand the ball, you put pressure on the defense, you score. You know it, it does well for your team. I feel like we all see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also too, it's one of those things where I don't put it on Wiggins' shoulders to mm-hmm. get Towns the ball. I put it more on Jeff Teague's shoulders, but Jeff Teague is not that type of point guard. Like, he's looking to score. Right. Like he, and they don't see the Timberwolves don't have very many passers on the whole team, like not a lot of playmakers. So really, it's kind of like every man for themselves at times. So I don't know, man. It's not good. Maybe they should make a move. Also, he played against Gobert too, so I'll, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. Like, Gobert's the best defensive center in the league, but I mean, you're supposed to be the most skilled offensive center in the league, so you should do better. You honestly should. Or uh, and, you, and even if, even if you're not like even if you don't shoot well, I mean at least at least you know get the shot. Right, at least get the shots up. I mean, ten shots is for him supposed to be the the guy who's supposed to lead the team is not really acceptable to me to be quite honest. For sure. So I know Wiggins could have easily had thirty this game. He just like refuses to dunk the ball. He likes to lay it every <laughs> single time. They probably right there just dunk. It. Like, I mean, he didn't play bad. He's ten for twenty four. I mean. Nothing great. Some other guys. Not 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 egregious. Not great, but not egregious. It's like a it's like a regular bad Wiggins game, like a, little, like a regular off night. That's right. not like him from last year off night. It's like a good off night, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, but for the for the Jazz, um, twenty point no, twenty six points from Donovan Mitchell, thirty points from Bogdanovich. I was about to say. Played. I was about to say. Don't forget about Bogdan now. <laughs> Both of them came up big late in the game. Uh, Mitchell got hot from 35 for 10, even though he struggled from the field as a whole. And Bogdanovich went 9 for 18 in the game, 6 for 11 from 3. He was solid. When he yeah. plays good, bro, like he really elevates the team. Because Mike Conley's been trash all year. Well, so, he wasn't trash. This, he wasn't trash this game. Yeah, I mean, he's like average. I mean, he's. I mean, it's 16. If, if, if Mike Conley is giving you 16 and 8 on this team, no turnovers. Yeah, he had a good game. Yeah, I was gonna say if he's doing that, then they're gonna be they're gonna be straight. For sure, for sure. Uh also to Dante Exum's back. 
he's been getting minutes. Uh, he didn't have a good game this game, but in previous, who did they play last time? Oh, uh, forget. Not the other Timberwolves game, but a different game. He played pretty well. Um, especially with him and Moutier, I think he mm-hmm. potential to be the most athletic off the bench, um, backcourt in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think they they have opportunity to really just like you know run run on teams. So I'm definitely forward to that. Seeing how Man, that we, develops. What's the ceiling for this team? The ceiling for this team is Western Conference Finals. I don't think they can win the Western Conference mm-hmm. against the championship only because I think Donovan Mitchell is about two years away from like being that guy. You know, right? Because he would have to average thirty plus for that to happen. Because Conley's not going to do it, and then Bogdanovich he'll give you twenty. But I mean. It's going to like take a the, lot. The team, the team is, is like literally set up for it to be Donovan. Yeah, and so the team is good actually. Like, they're actually performing pretty well. Great defense. I think they can push somebody, and with the right bounce, bro. Like if they don't play, like if, if the Lakers and Clippers get matched up and cannibalize themselves, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially how the Clippers right. have been dropping games. I think that this is why it's so important for the Jazz to get like a top three, top two seed. Mm-hmm. I think they can like potentially get to where they don't see a LA team until like the Western Conference Finals, and that team may have played three other good teams, especially with the Clippers get like the six or like five C, you know. Yeah, they would have ended up playing like the Lakers, Rockets, the Rockets, right? That and those, those that's two very taxing series in different ways. Or even better yet, if it's like the Clippers and they over the yeah, if it's the Lakers versus the the. Jazz in the end, and the mm-hmm. Lakers are just like banged up. You got a lot of vets, you know. Right. I can see that happening. Also, to a uh, Gobert might, you know, neutralize some of Anthony Davis. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, anyway, so on to the next game. It was Houston Rockets versus the Denver Nuggets. Uh, caught some of this too. The high man for Nuggets was Jokic with twenty-seven points. It's good to see him playing aggressive. Twelve for nineteen from the field, two for four from three, twelve rebounds, only four assists to seven turnovers. Not great, but that's not typically Jokic. Uh, he's solid. And Will Barton also put in fifteen. Uh, not much for anybody else. Gary Harris has been struggling, in my opinion, this year. And Jamal Murray, like we said, bro, he's super hit or miss. So, and a little, little, little miss today. You'll miss today. I think it comes down to, bro, like, his shots, like, it's so dependent on him hitting, like, all, like, like in, like, shots. not even, like, super difficult, but it's just, like, in movement. You know what I mean? He's shooting, like, shooting tough runners and stuff. Like, bro, I don't know. Like, he wants to be Steph Curry, Trey Young, Kyrie Irving so bad. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, For the Rockets, James Harden, 27 points. 8 for 16, an efficient night for James. That's good. Uh, <laughs> as, far as, score, as far as scoring-wise, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, 7 assists to 8 turnovers. 8 turnovers is atrocious. <laughs> Bro, and then Westbrook, 8 for 22 from the field. Like, I'm so out on the I mean, Rockets, we're, I mean we're, we're so – I mean, I, I got to be honest. I'm used to seeing those 8 for 22. Like, that's like his signature stat line, 8 for 22. <laughs> no, I'm being real. Like, the, the, the three-point attempts and the free throws change, but that 8 for 22, I've seen that so many times. Yeah, bro. The difference is he's not giving you like other stuff. I mean, because he's not the ball. He doesn't have the ball, so he's not going to be giving you you know a lot of a lot of assists, not creating a lot. But this team, bro, is so I don't I don't like it. I don't, I don't see what everybody sees in the Rockets. Like, but they're, all, but they're also they're also missing Eric Gordon though as well. Yeah, but he's having a, a knee surgery. Remember back in the day on the Clippers, literally it was that knee. Like it's the same thing. It's coming back. So I don't have a lot of hope for him like saving this team. And also, he's not going to improve their defense. That's where they're really killing themselves. 
also do like James Harden, bro. Like all these points he's putting up. All I see on TV all day is like wait till his percentages go up. Why are we so sure his percentage is gonna go up? Have you seen the shots oh, he's taking? Oh, I don't They've know. gotten harder. I don't know. I don't know why people see his percentages don't go up. Like I think he gets I mean, real to like around thirty percent. He's shooting some hard threes, like even worse than last year. I mean, let's like if you just look at the percentages so far, they're not like it's only dipped from like two percentages, like two percent. So like last year he shot forty four percent, now he's shooting forty two. 34 uh down from 36 like it's not that big of a oh, difference it's, it's exactly it's not it's not unfathomable unfathomable to maintain around this point especially with like like you said the difficulty of shots that he's taking but, especially like i feel like he, he doesn't have as confident uh shooters around him as he had as he's had in the past so i feel like it's easier for teams to load up on him a little bit more definitely also too like bro like harden 5.5 turnovers a game. <laughs> bro, the way he plays is not conducive to winning basketball. Like, he's literally just trying to put the teams back every single night. I don't know if he's, I don't know what, like, what's up with that? Like, is it a him thing? Like, he just won't refuse to play any other way? Or is D'Antoni just in love with this? Like, I have no idea. Because honestly, team three point attempts a game. It's crazy. I'm not even mad at the threes. I'm mad at, like, the, the, the type of shots. And also, too, he's not an MVP candidate. If I see somebody else say that, bro, like, come on. He's going up 38 points, 39 points. But it's like the most, like, the most you should get 39 <laughs> points I've ever seen. He's shooting all the shots. It's not, he's, I mean, like, if you give Kobe that many shots every night, don't shoot that many threes. I feel like he's going to give you 40 points straight into, you know? Right. So it's not even that impressive to me. Like, he's just putting up, I don't know. I'm not a fan. If you can't tell. Anyways. No, uh, he's, he's, he's putting up 24 shots a game, almost 25, 25 shots a game. On average, yeah, like, bro, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not a fan at all. I don't. It's really like an ESPN thing. Like, I think it's that, and then I think it's like the whole, like, <laughs> it's the culture, bro. Like the culture says you're supposed to like like what James Harden does, which is respected because he gets buckets. But the dude is so bad in so many other aspects of the game, and he just is a zero on defense. Like, yeah, he has good post defense, cool, bro. Can you keep somebody in front of you? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, people always say, oh, he's good in the post on defense. He gets a lot of steals because he gambles, you know? Whatever. Right. Not a fan, bro. And he, I'm just I don't like when he cries. Like, bro, they'll get me on my nerves. Oh, you, didn't like, you, didn't, you didn't like the MVP? Uh... I'm not over that yet, bro. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, meanwhile, you just flame out the playoffs every year. Why don't you focus on that? Like, come on. What are we doing here? Uh, you're too good for that, too. Like, LeBron's not complaining about that, you know? Right. So, whatever. Anyways, let's get to the marquee matchup of the night. <laughs> Boston Celtics. Yes, sir. Los Angeles Clippers. Yes, sir. Of course, I watched every second of this game. Um, Good game. Good game, for sure. Uh, What was it? Who was it? 27 from Lou Williams. 10 for 21 from the field. Paul George. 8 for 18. 25 points. Kawhi definitely struggled. 7 for 20. 17 points. Oh, for points. sure. He, he, looked, he didn't look great, man. Like, a bunch of bad turnovers, too. That was the biggest thing, too. That's really what, like, got them in that, you know, got them behind to where they were fighting all night, you know? Because those turnovers right. came early, too. Let's see. Celtics, uh, their best, their high score on offense was Jason Tatum, 12 for 24 from the field. More importantly, 5 for 10 from 3, 30 points. Marcus Smart chipped in at 15. Um, even uh, Wanamaker gave you 14 off the bench. Kimba definitely struggled, though. 4 for 17 for sure. from the field. Only thirteen points. Also, want to also want to uh, mention Daniel uh, Tice had a great game. Daniel Tice needs to be their starting center for the rest of the year, unless they make a trade. 
He had a he had a great game. Eight points, uh, fourteen rebounds, seven offensive rebounds, six assists, three steals. And like you know, he had zero blocks. The man is a presence in the paint for sure. Like not against yeah. like other physical big men or whatever, but more so just against guards driving. Like, he's not just giving up layups. You know, exactly. he's gonna make you earn it. Exactly. So also as far as as far as you talk about those turnovers, I can uh I can argue that. That got him in the uh, that got him in the hole early, and Kimball bailed him out at the end. Yeah, <laughs> like he did. He he he. You could tell he wanted to close the game so bad in the closing minutes, and it just didn't work. Like missing shots, turning the ball over, you know, complaining about not getting calls. Like it, it was not a good. It was not a good finish for Kimball in the night. He struggled basically the whole night. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like they should have continued to feed Jason Tatum the ball, which they started doing uh, like in the. Closing minutes and in overtime, but I thought the whole time, like the whole game, like Kimber did, he clearly didn't have it going, you know. Yeah, speaking of Tatum, I thought we were destined for another very questionable Tatum game based on his first half. He got it going from deep in three, but like, what, he had like five threes in the third quarter or something crazy like that. Yeah, sure did. Uh, well, he didn't hit five, it was like four, but like, being with Tatum, to get a bit more on his like overall game, I'm convinced that he needs to just. Change the way he plays basketball, the way he thinks about offense, bro. Because look, I get it that he growing up, he was never like a knockdown shooter. Like that's not his game. It's more of like a scorer, you know, in the mid range, especially. But like the man's actually a really good shooter. Like, he's legit knockdown. Feet set. Oh, no, he's, he's, and off he's, the he's a he's an elite three point shooter. So why not play like Paul George? Come on screens, shoot the ball or move it. You know what I'm saying? Why is he so in love with like playing like Kobe? It, it, that's what we, that's what we, he said that's what we grew up he, uh, loving him, you know. I get it, but water's game after and blah blah blah. But literally, all of his bad shots come from that mentality, bro. I know he's changing it, but he still reverts back to it. Like, if he just cleaned up his game and played more off the ball and was less concerned with being the man, he would in turn be the man because he is the release valve in their offensive scheme. Because Kemba is always going to be able to get downhill, like, he always is. He's that good of a player, and when Gordon Hayward gets back. He, too, was able to get downhill regularly, and both of them have good vision. Like, they will find Jason Tatum. If he can just work off the of closeouts, he would be so elite and so efficient. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah. also, he stops the flow of the game when he gets into that crap, bro. Like, it's so bad. And he doesn't get to the bucket. He doesn't ever get to all the lane. And he puts him to the hole. Like, and when he does, he always tricks the layup. He's so awful at finishing. Like, if it's not a crazy sports center dunk, he's going to trick the layup every time. So it's like, bro, just shoot threes and finish backdoor cuts when they're available and chill and play defense, bro. Like, stop. I mean, like, like I said, I think, I think he is, I think he is working on it. I think this game, I mean, he had it going. So obviously when you have it going, you're going to revert back, but I think he's working on it. Like, but when he had it going, how do you have it going, bro? It was those threes, I'm telling you. No, he did. But I'm just saying, like, I think he's working on it. He's still super, super young. He is. In fact, I think Jalen Brown's better with the ball in his hands in terms of just like dribbling and trying to make something happen than Tatum is. High key. Oh no, that, no, that you know that 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 might be true. Uh, Jalen Brown's definitely taken, I feel like, a good step. He's had a better year this year for sure. Uh, I mean, he struggled tonight though. But yeah, I mean, that's my whole my whole Tatum spiel. Uh, definitely still. I mean, he's that guy still, no doubt. I just think that he can clean it up. But then off of Tatum, the Celtics as a whole, bro, like, I see why they're winning games. Because they have a very balanced offense attack when it's working. And it's like, so many guys mm-hmm. that you have to pay attention to. And they're all big. Yeah. You know? Except for yeah. Kemba. 
the problem is for them is, I mean, we just stay on offense for a second. I think that they will struggle to score with the most elite offenses, though, because they don't get free throws, right? They don't attack the basket regularly. And then they, like, revert into this mid-range crap every now and then as a team. So they, they like, literally will shoot themselves in the foot time after time. I've seen it happen so many times. Even tonight, bro, like, Marcus Smart shot too many shots in the clutch for me. How do you feel about that? No, he did. No, I definitely agree. Like, even going down, like, going down the stretch, I felt, I felt at, like I was asking myself, why, you know, why does Marcus Smart have the ball in his hand so much in these, uh, in these situations? And I don't get me wrong, he definitely made some plays for sure. He definitely made some shots, but I just wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't comfortable with it. I felt like he shot 20 he shots. Kimba. No, he did. And I felt like, you know, if the ball, if the ball wasn't going to be in Kimba's hands, which I wouldn't have had a problem if it wasn't because he was, he didn't have it tonight. I feel like it should have been finding Jason Tatum more regularly, you know? Like, I, it shouldn't have been to a point where Marcus Smart had to put up two crazy shots in a row. I remember he, he, put, he put that mid-range up yeah. um, off where it almost got blocked behind him. And, you know, that was, I, I, that was a good shot. It went in within the next possession for sure where he threw some garbage up and, my, and Trez tipped it and it still went in. Yeah, lucky. Like, like exactly. There's no reason why he should be in those situations. I feel like. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not capable. It's just like, you know, why did you bring Kimber here and why do you have Jason Tatum here if they're not going to close the game? And like for all this talk about how egalitarian Brasley's offenses, and I'm not saying he's not a great coach, but he has some great X's and O's. Don't get me wrong. Defensively, great schemes, all that. But I just wondered how this team would look if it was like Quinn Snyder coaching. You know, Quinn Snyder runs the like most pick and rolls in the NBA. It's a real like mm-hmm. swing heavy offense. Like it's a lot of movement. It's a lot of like actions. Like, if you put these guys right here in situations where you force them to do less ISO, like you're forcing them to like play within the concept. Imagine like having these six foot eight dudes just moving without the ball, like cutting, like you know what I mean? Like I feel like it would be amazing. That can shoot and finish and dribble, all that. All types of stuff, right. So I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like they get bogged down, guys like Marcus Smart end up taking bad shots. Or Jason Tatum ends up taking like those mid range deep twos because they're not running anything. They're trying to be play right. hero ball every now and then. Way less than last year, but it still creeps up in there. But back to uh the overall on the defensive end. I think that's literally the biggest problem for them. This is what prevents them from being up there with the Bucks and the Sixers. That and just overall youth of Tatum and Brown. But like they need a center that that can bang with Giannis and be an AD. Just yeah, they're just a guy that can just bang with body, bang body space. Yeah, yeah. A big body guy. That and but I mean, go ahead, go ahead. What was the last point? That and he needs to be able to like slide, bro. Like the reason I mentioned like. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to play Giannis or Embiid, bro. So they have to have somebody that can guard Giannis. Because it's going to be a field day when they play him, bro. Like, I know, I know they beat him the first time, whatever. But in the playoff setting, bro, like, that wall and up stuff doesn't work if you don't have anybody at the back of the wall. Right. I don't know. Their defense is very questionable. And then I don't know if they have anybody that can legitimately guard LeBron or Kawhi. Like, they have guys that physically are the right size. But I don't know if they have the right uh, – is it mentality? I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, they're not – no, I'm not gonna, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't, I don't think the worst the mentality. Yeah, it's not mentality, it's more so just, maybe he's just young, maybe he's just too young. Like, Jalen Brown should be the right. guy guarding Kawhi at all times, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's like Marcus Smart or something, you know? Like, yeah. Like, but I mean, you don't think this team, as far as, at least in the East, especially when we're talking about Sixers, you don't think that this team has that word that I use, combustibility, to where they can 
have a puncher's chance. I, right now, from what I've been seeing, I wouldn't be surprised if the Sixers, if the uh, Celtics took down the Sixers. I think the reason I think that that's possible is because the Celtics, for all my griping and complaining about them taking bad shots, they do have guys that can hit those shots occasionally. So if they get hot, bro, like they can, that's what I'm saying. They can they overcome. Have, they, have, they have combustibility. They can overcome a great defense. Like and then the Sixers can't score with Boston if they're hot, in my opinion. That, that I think that's I think that's a very objective take. I don't really think it's that much of an opinion. <laughs> so yeah, I can see them knocking <laughs> off them. I do think in the East it's like a there's more defined tiers. I think the Bucks are in a tier by themselves based on like net rating and just the way they're playing and the way we know that they can be better even with Middleton. Sure, sure. And just because bro, they have <laughs> the right. best player in the East. Like at the end of the day, it's LeBron time, bro. Like you got to run through these guys. Anyways. I mean, I mean, but you had, your guy has not shown that he owns the East like that. So let's slow your roll. Like, yes, we see the talent, but that's not even close to the same thing. LeBron had mind games over these over these guys. He did, but I don't think – I think the Celtics and the Bucks is a bad matchup for the Celtics. Would you agree with that? You said you think this is the – I think the only team – Say that again. I think the only team – basically say the only team I think in the East that matches up with the Bucks is the Sixers, right? Would you agree with that? I mean, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. The problem is – well, the Bucks like, but the, but the, the Sixers. I don't think the Sixers can score with you guys. No, we talking about they can't score with the Celtics. Well, <laughs> the Bucks offense is more lethal than the Celtics offense. They're like number two in offense right now. They're number one in the points per game. So it's like, <laughs> like if you can't score with the Celtics, how are you going to compete with a team that is literally top five in offense and defense? You know, do you think you, I mean, do, do you think that you have more talent offensively than no, they do? No, because I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think I, honestly. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, do you think the Bucks have more offensive talent than the Celtics? No, I don't think they have more talent than the Celtics or the Sixers offensively, or just talent period. Like it's not even a talent right. thing. But you, you just, yeah, it's just it's fit, like system, coach, fit. And you know. we have the best player on the court. It matters in basketball, you know. Of course, of course. And not only is he the best player on the court, like the team is literally built like specifically for him. It's like Dwight Howard all over again on the Magic, you know, like that team. Got that far not because they were just the most talented team. It's because like bro, they had an unstoppable attack, and they had a guy that was killing in the paint. And I mean, look, not only are the Sixers built to guard the Bucks, the Bucks are built to guard the Sixers too. Like everybody ignores that fact, you know. <laughs> like, it, like it doesn't work both ways. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think the Celtics are definitely the three seed in the East, and they can make some noise, especially if they make a trade, and they have the tools to make a trade. No, they definitely do. You got to get a big man, like you said, a Tristan Thompson. I think would be very interesting. And it's kind of low risk. Like he's not a high reward, but he's not going to come in there and f you over. He's you know what you're going to get. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the Clippers real quick. My biggest thing with yeah. the Clippers, bro, is they need a point guard on offense and they need a center on defense. Like at the end of the game, Kawhi Leonard should not be initiating the offense. In fact, he should not be initiating the offense for most of the game. He got so many turnovers because he literally was trying to dribble against Marcus Smart. Like, why? Like, why, why would you do that to yourself? Like, who, who's Kemba Gart? Like, let Kemba's man bring the ball up the court. Why does it matter? Like, I know what matters because they don't have guys that can create space off the dribble other than Paul George, Lou Williams, and Kawhi. Like, those are the only guys that can initiate offense on their team. So, it's like... Pat Bev had seven assists. He did, but it was a seven-point guard assist, if you know what I mean, right? No, I, I definitely understand. So I think that that's why at the end of the game, Lou Williams needs to be running the show. Even with Paul George and Kawhi on the court, he needs to be the guy running the pick and roll and kicking it to them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I agree. And I just think if they had a guy. Although 
he didn't he didn't have a great night as far as that goes. But didn't have a great night. But I think you can agree as far as as far as uh, you know assists and turnovers scoring wise. I mean, I mean he gets buckets. He he yeah he hit big shots. I mean, <laughs> hey, listen. But that's the thing, though. Lou will. He he consistently creates separation off of his man and creates scramble situations more than anyone else on their team. Would you agree with that? I definitely think it's arguable. I just think because, like, Kawhi's game is more isolation and spot up. So it's not mm-hmm. a situation where, I mean, you can send help at them. You have to send help at them. They started doubling at the end, and that was really effective. But it's not a situation where it's like he's creating scramble situations by himself. He's doing it because you're just sending help at him. Whereas Lou Williams, bro, no matter what you do, what you throw at him, he's going to get downhill every single time. Kawhi doesn't always get downhill if you watch him. He settles for a lot of bad shots. He hits them. But it's not getting anybody else open. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Paul George is a good pick-and-roll player. He's definitely developed that, in my opinion. But his game is still more of like a catch-it-and-shoot-it kind of thing at his best, in my opinion. So, I don't know. I see them. I think, I think they would benefit from a guy that can pass the ball. There's not a lot of guys that can pass on the team. There's like one guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then also, also, I think they could benefit from a center on defense. Like, this is a team that doesn't have bookings. They don't have that guy on offense to run the team. They don't have that guy on defense to be the anchor. With that, those are two pretty, those are two pretty, uh, pretty significant holes. Never seen a team built like this in my whole life. Like this, <laughs> a team this good built like well, they have all the in between, but not the edges. You know, like right. But they had that. They'd be warriors all over again. Like, they'd be unstoppable. So it might be a lot to ask, but it's very noticeable in games like this. They have teams that have wings that can match up with Kawhi and Paul George, height and size wise. Mm-hmm. You know, but they can't just dominate. Right. Uh, I don't know. Give me other takeaways from the Clippers. Uh, you know, I, I I think I think this year is finally the year we need to give my man his his, his birth, man. Who? Give him his, give him his all star birth. Lou, he already all star. Lou, was he? When? Oh, he has he not been? I don't think I don't think he has been, bro. You gonna make me look like a fool? I don't think he has. Yeah, I don't think he has either. That's great. Greatest six man in history. Yeah, he hasn't been an all star. He's been averaging twenty twenty plus the last three years on playoff teams. Give my man his all-star birth. He needs that. He needs that so bad, bro. He's bro. He's averaging twenty-two and six. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. I think that's what makes them so lethal too. It's just like, bro, they have so many weapons, like, and that's why, bro, if they had somebody can just initiate off to them, like they had a guy that was like a legit true point guard. I mean, like. How many weapons? Like how many tools he has? Like he could literally like, I don't know. Yeah, woulda, 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 shoulda, coulda. <laughs> For them to get that true point guard, they're gonna have to give up some of them weapons. Well, can Chris Paul get a buyout? <laughs> who's, buy, what, who's buying that contract out? Okay, see, he can just give most of it back, so he can go back to, so he can go back to the the Clippers. Well, Chris Paul is a ring. He's top three point guards all the time. Easy. <laughs> It'd be worth it. <laughs> Anyways, uh. Yeah, that's about all I have from this game. Um, oh, I do want to shout out Beverly and Marcus Smart just being complete dogs towards the end of the game. Smart with that crazy save off of Kawhi's leg, and then Patrick yes. Beverly with the amazing like IQ for fouling when they had a foul to give and like six seconds left. That was perfect. That was amazing, mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> and then like he hit that big three and he walked towards the crowd and was just standing there. Like uh, you gotta love Pat Dev. No, Pat. Pat Bev is a dog, man. 
complete dog. Or even you know, or or even his Oscar nominated performance he gave in that foul. Bro. Close to the sideline. One side. He turned his head the wrong way. <laughs> Man. Bro, wow. But I mean, he got fouled though. He definitely got fouled. He just you know had to... I mean he I mean he got fouled, but you know, he he you know, gotta sell it a little bit, which is we sold it a lot of it. <laughs> Dude, like, he got shot. I shot him. Man. But yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, he's been solid, bro. Super solid. The Clippers are real. They're definitely real. I mean, yeah, they're real. And, and so, you know, but they, like you said, they do have two glaring, glaring issues. They might win in spite of that because they just have so much talent in the middle, in the wing spots, bro. It's crazy. Um, like I said, we'll see. For sure. We will see. We'll see because, because they, they, because, I, they shouldn't have won this game. That's my point. That's, that's how. I, that's how I feel. They shouldn't have won this game. But it it, it, it wasn't. More, I think it's more so on the Celtics blowing it. I than see that. The Clippers Those Celtics also have had what's it? What's it? Top top ten easiest schedules in the league this so far. I'm not. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like the Celtics aren't the real deal. I mean, it was a close Don't game. Like we like you like watching down the stretch. You can see, you know, them have. Having issues, ending possessions the wrong way, taking bad shots. Yeah, so I'm saying their profile is elevated just by schedule. Like they're a good team, but right now, like based on the record, they're like one of the five best teams in the league. They're really not those guys, you know. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can we'll agree. see. We'll see. But that's about all for the games today. That'll probably you know, end your week of podcasts around the league. You got anything else you want to say? Chicago, keep my boy in the starting lineup and watch your fortunes turn around. You're making the playoffs now, huh? <laughs> I mean, you know, I said I don't want to, I don't want to get too far ahead, but it's like most improved, <laughs> and it, easily the most improved. But, but my man, can't, bro, did you see the dunk, the, du- the double clutch reverse? What? Come for on, real? man! Oh, you didn't see? Yes, for real. That's crazy, <laughs> bro. You disrespecting my man? Go ahead, look him up. Uh, he will be on the pod one day. He might take a little bit for our gotta be. profile to get a little gotta bit be. bigger. You know what I'm saying? A little bit more. He has, he, has no, he has nothing but support coming coming from here. So you got to. Oh, he can come on the pod. They're going to be like, who? <laughs> uh, uh, NBA player, Shaquille Harrison. That's who. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Shaq. And, and, he st- and he, he still, he's still young. Is he? Yeah. He's 25. Is he 25? He's a year older than me, so it got to be. He might be 26. Definitely 26. 25, 26. Definitely 26. Um. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 26, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out to him. But <laughs> it's been a good pod, man. Good pod, good pod. We'll see you guys soon. Yes, sir. Take it easy. Take it easy. Oh, yeah, check out my books tomorrow against Carmelo. Leonis might go stupid. Uh, <laughs> hopefully Carmelo's guarding him. Is he, st- is he starting again? I hope so. Leonis <laughs> career night, 50 points. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, guys. See you soon. Once again, this has been The League at NBA Pod. If you like what you heard, please hit that follow or subscribe button. Because we are a new podcast, we'd appreciate it if you help us get the word out. We want to offer all fans a different flair and perspective as they follow this year's NBA season. As always, follow us at The League NBA Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes and to engage in the conversation and debates going around the Internet. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you with more coverage of the NBA.